0: too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com/therapy30 to schedule a free
1: consultation
0: today. That's helloalma.com/therapy30.
1: Uh, what is really going on is our last chat with the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Alex Cora is with us on the Harbor One Hotline brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market. Perfecting the art of fresh by Fine mass money. Go to findmassmoney.gov and see if you have money waiting for you by Sherwin Williams and by Arbella. Here for Boston fans here for good on the Harbor One Hotline. Alex Cora. Alex, good morning.
2: Good morning. How are you guys? Good.
1: Hanging in there, friend. Uh, Boy, what's the last couple of weeks been
2: like for you? Um, Honestly, you know, uh, uh, a little bit different, but, you know, on the field, although we haven't been winning games, there's a lot of good stuff going on. You know, you got Valdi and Abreu um, showing their skills uh, from the pitching side of it. We've been throwing the ball better. Um, You know, I know Bayo had a – Tough one in Texas and Tanner yesterday. But you see Chris, Chris what he's done, Cutter. So there's a few positives. Uh, watching Trevor play short, I think he has, he's at plus, plus seven right now in defensive run runs save So that gives you kind of like a positive uh, ending of, you know, what was a, a struggle throughout the season defensively. So um, you just got to keep keep going. We're going to Baltimore uh, the next four, and then uh, we got to be ready for the offseason.
0: So, Alex, I just saw this from Rod Bradford. I'm sure, one of your better friends, I'm sure, uh, from his podcast, "Baseball <laughs> Isn't Boring" podcast. So, I guess he spoke to Kenley Jansen, and I'm just going to read you the quote and just tell me if you agree or not. This is what Kenley said: he "said We do have a great team, and if we would uh, have had a couple of starters at the trade deadline." We wouldn't be talking about this right now, suing being bounced from the playoffs and not being in last place. We, we would be playing in a wild card game right now. Do you agree with that?
2: Well, I mean, uh, everybody's going to have their opinions. Uh, from my end, and you guys know it, Like uh, this team was going to be as good as the defense. And I think throughout the season, we, we put ourselves in a bad spot. And uh, it's, it's a pitching staff that, Uh, doesn't have swing and miss stuff and the opposition was going to put the ball in play and then we need to play better. Um, Now people are going to start talking about, you know, what could have happened or not. But I I do believe we fell short in in a few areas. And if you look at the teams that are contending right now, um, I think the only team that struggles defensively is the Phillies, but they, you know, they hit a lot of ballpark and um, they, they got swing and miss stuff especially at a bullpen. So, you know, for me, I, you know, I, I think it was more about what we didn't do than, you know, the pieces that, you know, players wanted or, or what they think, you know, it was going to be helpful to, to win more games. You know, I think we, we just struggled throughout the season.
0: So with that, just curious, like if defense is such an important aspect of what I'm assuming is your philosophy, what you think is important to winning, then is it is it safe to say that Devers can't stay at third base?
2: No, 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 no. I mean, Rafi's going to play third. You know, we, we made a commitment, and there's a few things that he didn't do this year, but there's a lot of things that he improved. And um, actually, I, I saw, you know, the last month has been solid. I think the guy that is playing to his left is is helping him right now. He's going to help him in the future. Uh, you know, we, you know, Trevor is an elite shortstop, and, there's a few things that he can do that, you know, with all the respect to, to, to Xander, you know, defensively, you know, they're a lot different and, and going to his right is one of them. One of the weaknesses for Rafi is going to his left. And, um, th- those are conversations that we are having as an organization. And, uh, there's a few things that Rafi is going to do in the off season to, to break a few habits that he has going to his left, but he was good to his right. Good, um, going up, you know, moving, moving forward. So, uh, You know, I do believe Ruff is going to be able to play third base.
1: Alex Kors with Gresh and Fourier here on WEI. I know, Alex, in talking to you this year, there was a lot about the defense, but there was also sort of a renaissance in the game when it came to base running, stealing bases, and the sort of baseball awareness. Have you been able to think about – ways to be able to make guys more kind of baseball aware, help with base running, things like that. I know with defense, and we've talked to you about it, you can just go take a bunch of ground balls and get better and try to work at it, work at it, work at it. But what about kind of that base running nuance that at times sort of was not there for your club this year?
2: No, I think that's a problem that the, the whole industry has. You know, I, I know you guys see us. 162 and games, and uh, you saw it yesterday. You know, uh, Valdez trying to go to third base. With uh, we were down seven nothing with a hard grumble to right field, and uh, you know well, this is a bigger problem than than the Red Sox, and and we have to do probably a better job. You know, not in a, not only at the big league level but play development because mm-hmm. this is the way the the game is going to be played. From from Well, it started in April, and from now on, this is the way it's going to be played. You know, people are going to steal bases. But I think decision-making is something that is hard to teach because, and we had this conversation probably, you know, this year and last year, you know. This goes to youth baseball, you know, like the whole perfect games showcase baseball that, you know, you you showed up to Fort Myers, paid $1,500, and I'm playing with a team that you know, from South Dakota, you know, and I'm from Puerto Rico and hey, go ahead and play with them. You got five games to showcase your your skills and you're not teaching the game and uh you know, but that's not an excuse, you know, we have to keep preaching what we preach, you know. Uh the 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 value of the out is very important. It, it's it's always been that way, but with those guys in the mound, you know, we're facing glass now today. You know, this guy's ninety seven ninety eight with a good breaking ball and a good slider, you know, like the the the, the opportunities to score runs are limited, and when you you know you don't do what you're supposed to do running the bases, you're gonna put yourself in a tough situation. I always said defensively, you don't want to give the opposition more than 27 outs, and in an offense, you know you have to put pressure on the position for that to happen for you, and you can score. But uh, you know I agree with you. That's something that we have to be better. But this is more, you know, something that's an industry. Uh, obviously, with the way the game was played the last 10 or 15 years with the true outcomes, right? Walks, strikeouts, and homers. You know, people didn't pay too much attention to the base running part of it, not only at the big league level, but in play development, in college, and in youth baseball. And now we have to change our mindset. So we're
0: talking to Alex Korn. Alex, one of the questions I have for you, and just as I see a lot of people talking about this, it seems like it's a big, big discussion or debate. Um, like, what your thoughts on visiting teams? uh fans taking over Fenway Park. Do you think that's a problem?
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and if so why? No, nah, it's not a problem. It's not a problem, man. Like if you look at the highlights of the 2018 World Series Game 5 at Dodger Stadium, you know, there was a lot of Red Sox fans. I think this is something that uh it happens all over the place, you know, when we go to Anaheim, when we go to Seattle, when we go to the West Coast, there's a lot of fans from, you know, from our <clears throat> our team over there. Uh, I know the Dodgers have this uh, this group that travels all over the place. Uh, the Mets do it too. So, you know, that's, that's not a problem. Um, you know, the last time we were in the playoffs in 21, I remember playing the the the, the Yankees uh, kind of like towards the end of the season, and it was kind of like 50-50 on Fenway. And then that wild card game, you saw what happened. And then the same thing happened with the race. Actually, you know, when we went to, to Tampa for the first two games of the DS and uh, ALDS, you know, we had like 60% of our fan base uh, filling up traffic on a field. So that's not, that's not, for me, that's not real.
1: Alex, um, as you look back on this season, is there anything that you look back on and say, yeah, probably should have done that a little differently or probably should have tried to press this button to motivate this team or get them going? Is there anything you look back on and say, You know what? I could have affected that situation better, and maybe we would have been better off in the long run. Anything jump to mind?
2: Honestly, right now it's too early for that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's, it's one of like when the season is over, I look back and go game by game, month by month, and series by series, and I bet there's going to be stuff that is going to come out. And uh, you know, my goal is to to improve every year, regardless of the results. And that's uh, that's uh, what I'm gonna try to do in the upcoming weeks.
0: So, Alex, I know Gresh asked you last week about the uh, the vacant, uh, you know, chief baseball officer position, and you said no, right? That was like that. You said no, not right now. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> I'm curious, from a outsider or a guy on the inside, what makes that job. Attractive, like what is it about that job that is so desirable? Because it seems like a pain in about the ass. Being a GM,
1: yeah, it seems like about, a big pain in the ass. Other than inheriting, other than inheriting Alex Cora as the manager. No, that's a that's a plus all day there long. There we go. Uh,
2: by the way, the Seafood Towers two and one tough week last <laughs> week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I do believe in and us at as athletes, right? Like. Uh, we all been GMs, right? When we were in college, when we were in, you know, playing sports, you know, like we all have this idea of how to build a team or how to improve a team. Um, you know, what Kenley said, that's what athletes do, right? Uh, you know, probably I did it in 2007 in you know, when I was a player and there's something about, you know, building a team that it is, it seems cool to do. Uh, you know, we play fantasy football and we get into the whole thing. Right. And, uh, you know the trades and the waiver wire. It's 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 very intriguing. I think it's it's kind of like I don't want to say it's a cool thing to do. It's just something that as an athlete you always had the mindset of like, what can you do to improve your team? What what trades? You know, imaginary trades and all that stuff. I think we all have played that if you're a professional athlete. And uh, you know, I think uh, building building a team and building a winner. It has to be kind of like the coolest thing ever. You know, I had the opportunity to do it you know, back home uh, in, a, in a in a smaller scale, and, uh, you know, it was a team that, uh, you know, from my hometown, and to do it there, it meant a lot, and then to do it for the national team, that was a bigger deal, right, and we fell short, but uh, just the whole, like, you know, the communication factor and try to put the pieces where, where you think they belong to, to build a winner, I think that's something that intrigues everybody, intrigues every every athlete, and I think that's kind of like one of the best jobs out there, you know? All right, our
1: uh, Sherman Williams question of the week is from Darren Best at Best Paint Corporation in Quincy. Alex, what can you do as a manager to improve results from the starting pitching?
2: Well, um, we did a few things this year that, uh, as far as philosophy, that we actually hit our goals. You know, we threw more strikes, we worked less people, um, you know, Obviously there, when, when Chris and, and Tanner came out of the I.L., we we were short as far as, like, you know, getting to the sixth inning, and that's something we have talked about as an organization, kind of, like, try to change uh, the way we approach, especially like that first month of the season. Uh, we always talk about taking care of guys and all that. So maybe let the schedule take care of that, you know, with the off days. There's a lot of off days in April, and push these guys instead of, you know, been built up to go 85 to 90, building up to 95 to 100, to see if we can go deeper into the games early in the season, and and then at that point you take care of the bullpen, and then during the season the bullpen will take their rotation. You know, this is a, this is a, an interesting you know topic for us because we've done it in different ways, and there's years that have it has worked, and others that we have struggled. So. Um, You know, pitching is at at its best, and we have to take advantage of that. That's a competitive advantage. And um, this year, obviously, we didn't pitch well, and last year we didn't either. either. Sherman
1: Williams Pro Plus is an exclusive program of pro-level services designed to help you manage and grow your paint business. Unlock the pro advantage at swproplus.com today. All right, Alex, last question from us to you. Um, Have... You been told anything about your future with the Red Sox? Do you know no, you're here?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, like, um, I mean, we we gotta have conversations when the season is over. Um, I'll be here next week, and we got coaches meetings and meeting with the front office and uh, meetings with ownership. So, um, like I told you guys, you know, I'll have that press conference and be ready for next year, and um, you know, be there for Myers in in February. I think it's February 15th, so I'll be there.
0: So in last one for me, um and it, now when they do hire a GM, is there is there any chance that, you know, that you could uh get a little bit more, I don't know, say in how things work? Do you politic for that at all?
2: No, like I said, you know, we're going to talk to to the front office <laughs> and the ownership and and see where we at.
0: Okay, where you, where's the first place you go on vacation? You just going to go home? No,
2: nah, man. People go to Puerto Rico for vacation. We don't leave the island, you know. We stay there <laughs> Uh we go to the east coast of the island there's a a few good places over there. Your boy Lou Marloni, yep. he knows about him, so Heard all hang out about there it. and uh and uh maybe there there's you know i don't know we'll come you know what we're we're debating and call me crazy if you want to, but we're debating if we're gonna spend. Uh, a few weeks in December here instead of Puerto Rico. So we're, we're, we're debating that yeah. one. <laughs> wow. Who is making the Who's push to charge stay those here?
1: decisions? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who stands up and goes, no, Dan, <laughs> I don't want, I want to stay in the snow. <laughs> Let me tell you all the reasons that's a terrible idea, Alex. It's a horrible idea.
2: Get the <laughs> hell out of here. Scenery. You know, we're talking about changing scenery. You come up here instead of uh, being, you know, in the island and and come here for the boys and see snow and and do all the stuff that you guys do uh, during the holidays here, then, you know, us to do it too. I will send you some
1: pictures of some
0: snow. Oh, I will there send you go. snow to you. And so you have a better off season,
1: and you know, Alex, that you have a uh, fantasy football pipeline of yes. two uh, alleged football geniuses <laughs> here who are ready to uh, help you at the jump. and hey, uh it's been uh it's been great talking with you all year long. Hopefully, it's a couple more wins to hit the over for a lot of people who have been yeah. uh, following that. <laughs> and uh, I'm Me. sure we will talk to you along the way, Alex. thank you.
2: No, thank you for the opportunity. You know, I think this is a great platform for, for me to connect not only with you guys, but with the fan base. Um, you know, I know it was a tough season, but, uh, you know, try to keep it as real as possible, as, as uh, you know, as honest as possible, because I know what that's what they expect. And, uh, you know, the goal here is to improve and see what the future holds. And, you know, hopefully uh, next year we can talk a little bit longer, all the way to Halloween or early November.
1: Oh, hey, listen, and if you're hanging around in December and you want to uh, storm the castle, feel free. We're here. You want to walk in? You want to plunk down? You want to sit down? We'll uh, we we'll
0: should, talk with you. We should. If you're going to be around, you should come on. And like the the rule is no baseball talk.
2: Oh, so, I bet you Wow, that's that's no that's hard here, talk. right? That's not hard okay. to accomplish here.
1: No, not in December. Oh no! There's football to talk about. Listen, I once went to Puerto Rico before I lost weight, Alex, and ate my weight in empanadas, so I could talk about you know the food of Puerto Rico or whatever all day long. I haven't even brought up Puerto Rican wrestling. I won't dare mention Carlos Colon or Carlito Colon. We're not wow, gonna go.
2: Carlito Colon. Wow.
1: There you go. That's right. We would you have. A, you awesome. guys are best friends. We now. would have a lot to talk about. You guys, you guys just became best
0: friends. I just busted. I'll
2: tell you. I got actually. I got to tell you a story about that, but we'll, we'll do it later. But uh, oh. there's a new story about Carlos Colon. Yeah. So, yeah, Carlos Colon and uh, Ric Flair. Actually, Carlos Colon beat Ric Flair, like, a lot, a lot of times. I was like, how this happens, you know? Like, I was little – so I didn't know. I didn't know at that time. But, uh, oh, but yeah. But nothing. Hey, I got to go. <laughs> but uh, – Alex, uh, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. You guys be well and take care. We'll Bye. talk to Bye-bye. you.
1: There you go.